Hi, and let me welcome you back once again to another episode of the podcast of my uh, blog, or I guess now podcast of the Spirit Channel. Um, I am your host, as always, the Zenith. And this is a brand new episode in which I want to flesh out and talk about a topic and concept that is um, extremely, if not fundamental, um, in my life, which is the concept of love. I have uh, begun to talk uh, a lot about this on, on my blog and I want to, to flesh this concept out um, more and really, hopefully, um, get you, the, the listener, um, to perhaps be in my shoes to, to really understand uh, what it is uh, when I talk about this connection to love. Let me just first um, preface all this by, by saying that uh, I am certainly no different from any one of you listening to this here. Uh, I am not special. I am not unique in any way. Uh, From anyone else who uh, considers themselves spiritual, for anyone else who has a a spiritual ability or gift in any way, um, even for anyone who uh, has absolutely no experience in this or um, does not feel that they have anything to offer the world in regards to spiritual perspective or outlook in life. Believe me that uh, I am absolutely no different from the rest of you because we, all of us are all special, all of us are all unique and all of us are all loved in so, so many ways that we could not possibly begin to understand the unfathomable mysteries of um, unconditional love. You may feel that uh, my claims to well, I don't claim to have any fame, but my claims uh, in regards to perhaps the, the things that I do or, or claim to do, <coughs> excuse me, um, or the, the just the general writings on my blog or, or these podcast episodes are come from someone with a, an ego or an attitude about themselves or a high opinion about themselves, um, or perhaps they're making false assertions. This too is extremely acceptable to me. I perfectly understand how you may feel um, where you may be coming from and I simply love you anyway um, as I love each and every other person and I strive to understand more and more of this love in in each and every way, every day. Um, And I guess when you're not feeling this love, um, this love in the moment, you can feel um, that you're missing something, that uh, you've lost something, but it's, I guess it's simply because you're, you're operating at a, a such a, a high frequency, a, an altered state of consciousness that um, when you return to perhaps what we may consider a normal state of everyday consciousness, it can really feel that uh, you're losing your way. Um, but also, um, 
Yeah, I, I think I think that's everything that I want to say. So, to to talk about this love, I've written about love. I've written about you know seeking and finding love in the moment. Um, talking about feeling love. Talking about um, walking a path of love. I I consider myself to to um, what I call walk the path of the open heart or seek the path of the open heart. And just like I've written about in my um, about section in, in my blog, <clears throat> I train or I'm developing my psychic abilities. I uh, developing my various forms of mediumship, which is uh, vocal mediumship, which is I guess the most widely recognized form of mediumship where you bring messages from those in the non-physical, those who have passed into the spirit world. Uh, my healing mediumship, in which I channel the healing energies from uh, from what we consider spirit, from the higher dimensions, the higher densities, from the very creator itself, um, all is one ultimately. So therefore, uh, I'm quite right uh, to say that um, all of this comes directly from, from the source. Or to be a vocal channeler, um, to convey uh, conversations and messages from guides, uh, from the higher self, or to uh, ha let them take the use of my vocal cords and um, physical body to convey their own messages. But underpinning all this here, um, along with other you know spiritual abilities, um, that's all. That's all very great. It's all very nice. But I have met so so many people who are psychics who are. Uh, have a form of mediumship who consider themselves spiritual people but they still fall back on human traits um, they're still judgmental they are still uh, have anger um, envy um, wrath about them still subject to, to human emotions and whose seeking of deeper spiritual truths um, perhaps just doesn't continue on um, past their, their 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 abilities that they develop. Um, so for me, beyond all of this here, beyond all of these uh, fantastical, wonderful sounding abilities, and I guess they are because you know, you are connecting with with beings in a in a non-physical world, in a non-physical reality, and bringing proof back um, that there is an existence uh, after this life, that uh, people can uh, be cured of conditions, um, although that, I would say, is, is, a, is a more perhaps advanced form, but certainly to, to help with people's mental health, um, which is a massive issue, simply by laying your hands on them or simply sending thought forms of healing towards them or to um, 
have your voice changed to to bring through a conversation or words um, and to be in a state of consciousness that is not your own. Um, these are obviously very important and very uh, beautiful abilities, but what I have found, what I've discovered that underpins all of this here and is more important than all of this here is the concept of love. We in our culture, uh, we consider love to be a, a wishy-washy word, um, a word of no substance, a word um, that uh, is not um, very masculine. We we consider it to be a very feminine thing. We consider it to be a a weak word, uh, a word without much strength. Um, we consider it a concept if we're not in love or are perhaps too uh, egotistic about it that uh, we, we we kind of uh, mock it we kind of shun it we we kind of mock those people who um, openly to display love and openly uh, perhaps wear their heart in their sleeves as I said it's it's associated with a feminine trait um, and as we realize in, in our culture that uh, we consider uh, femininity and uh, those of the feminine um, aspects to be the weaker side of us and certainly uh, feminine uh, aspects and feminine deities uh, which have been worshipped for thousands of years have been usurped and um, discarded by patriarchy um, in our cultures but um, thankfully now we're, we're seeing a much more return of these balancing of, of energies. Um, but anyway, I, I'm getting off the subject here. Yeah, but it, it's my discovery that, uh, and, and I guess just at first it was simply words. Um, it was okay, right, I, I understand that, but I didn't feel it. It was this understanding that <clears throat> What we call love is simply a word to describe a concept that we cannot fully grasp in our human <clears throat> culture or human language. It goes way, way beyond what we think it actually is. It goes way beyond uh, what we consider to be a concept that is a, a force or attraction between two people. It is something that um, can be taken and be uh, expanded to include um, not only ones who we are physically or emotionally attracted to or have love for friends, relatives and family members, but to also feel love for strangers, to feel love for society, to feel love for a entire gender type, to feel love for an entire racial type, to feel love for an entire planetary population, <clears throat> to feel love for um, the entire of creation itself, to try to feel love for those people who have wronged us, who have insulted us, who have 
causes grief, causes misery. To feel love for those uh, negative forces, those um, beings who you know, have shunned the light, who uh, try to derail us, try to um, rack our train of thought, to, who, who seek to uh, stop us seeking the light um, and befuddle us and um, make us feel lower based emotions um, like shame, guilt, anger. So we even try to find love for this here. But again, love itself is not just um, this idea that, you know, you, you should find affection, you should find um, compassion, you should find forgiveness in, in your heart for, for all of these things. Yes, it does mean that, but it goes beyond this again. <clears throat> love is what has been described and what I have come to realise is, is, a, is a force, a force of nature. It is an invisible force uh, in nature that is constantly um, in effect at all times, at all places, in all situations, in all events, at all times. And we need only to take a, a, a short pause in our actions to consider this, to consider that uh, love can be found anywhere in any situation. You only have to sit and think about it. You only have to try and perhaps feel it or even radiate it out to try and give love out like you are a, a sun itself and that you are shining your rays out upon the, the world, upon the, the solar system. So it is a force and we may say, or you may say, well, how is it a force? You know, how, I can't see it, I can't feel it. Well, much like our um, or gas, some of that, or, or you can't see, although you can feel it. There are gases out there that are invisible. They do not smell. They are not perceivable to our five senses. Um, when we think of uh, our, our, our radio signals, our Wi-Fi signals, we don't see them, we don't uh, perceive them, um, we cannot pick them up with our five physical senses, but we know they're there, we know that they exist, and uh, we know that uh, they are in creation, they are manifest. So it is perhaps just our lack of understanding, our lack of uh, awareness uh, about these things that we have not reached a, a state of being, a state of consciousness, a state of perhaps, I, I hate to use the term scientific, but a, a measurement, a way of understanding this. Um, in the past, you know, back even before Tesla's day, um, if you had have talked to someone about um, radio waves or wireless uh, fidelity signals then they would have thought that you were mad and so it's the same with love one day we will be able to perceive and see and measure this force that that we call love it is one of the primal forces of nature it is 
the word of the creator it is the word that uh, made flesh I think that's the term it is it is the the logos the Greek word for love is logos and uh, what has been communicated by the law of one when the creator decided to know itself it um, formed the logos so the logos formed from the uh, from the will of the creator uh, from the will and desire of wanting to know itself it formed what was described as the logos these uh, entities or forces of creation that uh, created the material universe or material universes and therefore providing an experience for the creator to know itself through creation and all of the, the creations within the, the universe. Uh, so it is a it is a primal force of, of nature. It is a it is a force of the creator. It is a it is light. It is the love made manifest in the physical world as light. And so without any light there would be complete darkness and uh, we would not be able to see anything and so this light is all around us it's not just the light from the sun but this light provides um, clarity it provides everything that we see it is the photon um, in scientific terms that provides the building blocks of all of creation it is ultimately everything it is the uh, physical um, manifestation of this love. So when we look at love in this regard, we can begin to understand its importance. So to, to live a life based upon love is to try to grasp that concept um, of what love actually is. And yes, it is obviously an, an attraction, a desire um, to see everyone as equals, to um, love them as you would love your partner, your wife, your husband, your son, your daughter, your grandchildren, your parents, your relatives at the end of the day, to, to love everyone because every single one is the same, every single one is a part of this creation an equal part of this creation everyone is a part of the creator and so everyone is ultimately the same one so you would not hate or dislike you know your your own self but the way <clears throat> let me just say how i uh, came across feeling this love and it's, I've discovered this love a few times in my life and the first time was, was during my awakening when I didn't know what was happening and I didn't understand the emotions that I was feeling and I didn't understand what was coming over me um, until what I was told it was unconditional love um, and it's a concept that we are not familiar with on, on our human existence because the love that we show each other is finite. Our love comes with conditions. Our love comes with um, the reciprocation or 
the return of love from another and if that other withholds their love then the love that we manifest or the love that we uh, emit towards that person can become conditional. Our love becomes conditional when another that we show love to lets us down or disappoints us in some way and our love does not extend generally to people we've never met or those who we term opposites of an opposite creed, an opposite culture, an opposite uh, racial uh, section of uh, an opposite belief. So this is how it's completely different from um, unconditional love. And uh, this unconditional love still continues even if we try to shut ourselves off from it, even if we try to rebel against it, even if we try to reject it or scorn it or, you know, whatever, uh, it still continues. So this is the difference between the love that, uh, that we think is love and the love that truly is. When I started down this path of seeking love, I started down the path of seeking love in the minute or the love in the moment and trying to see everyone ultimately as the creator, as God, a source, simply either consciously aware that they were some part of the source or completely unconsciously of them. Um, but ultimately all part of the source, all equal, all different aspects of myself. I also try to project love to those who I was having a conversation with. So uh, whilst I was listening to, to them and um, to other people talking to me, mentally I would take a step back and try to project love on them, try to project light and love and in that way um, raise their consciousness and, and raise the planetary consciousness. <clears throat> and so after a while of doing this here, um, a strange thing happened. I woke up one morning and again, like, like a lot of these things, it wasn't waking up um, fully. It's that kind of twilight state between not fully asleep so that you know you're not dreaming, but um, sort of having a, a very overactive imagination, almost like a daydream, but a sleep dream, but not a fully proper dream. Um, in which you're too tired to, to wake up fully, to, to come to a full conscious realization. And in my head, I was um, listening to or replaying um, the haunting theme of Judy Christie's uh, Twin Peaks theme, um, Falling, it's called. And at the crescendo, the height of the song, it was almost like uh, there was waves of light and energy that were shooting up in my consciousness, in my, in my mind. I, I, I just felt this over incredible waves of love um, within me. Later on that day, I think it was later on that day, I um, was going about my business uh, driving and I was thinking about this love. And, uh, it was a consciousness change, it was a download, it was an upgrade, call it what you will, but suddenly I understood what this love meant. And I began to listen 
and, and, and remember songs that talked about love. Um, and one that came to me straight away was the song from Notting Hill, uh, the film Notting Hill, which is played by a band uh, called Wet Wet Wet, called Love Is All Around. And the lyrics of that go, um, I feel it in my fingers, I feel it in my toes. The love is all around, or so the story goes. I think that's the lyrics. And it began just then to make sense to me. Yes, love is all around. It's ever present. It's an invisible force. It's in me. I can feel it. I can feel it in my fingers. I can feel it in my toes. I can actually feel this power of love. And it is beautiful. It is amazing. It is overwhelming. And it, it just, it was a state of consciousness. It was a shift in consciousness. It was a an upgrade it was a, a a download whatever whatever you want to call it but it was it was truly beautiful and from then i began to seek out other songs that inspired me about love and then i think the next one that, that came to me was that um classic that i'm sure most people will be aware of um which is called oh, it is called Is that Love Is In The Air by John Paul Young. And that is the one that um, goes, uh, Love Is In The Air, every sight and every sound. Um, love Is In The Air, um, every time I look around and so on and so on. And again, once again, the lyrics just started to make sense to me. <clears throat> love is in the air, it's in the very air. It's all around, every time I look around. Um, in the in the birds in the trees, whatever way the, the lyrics go, it just once again made sense to me. I began to understand how love affects us every day, how much of a role it plays, how much of a primal force it is in creation, and it it was just beautiful. It was just beautiful, and therefore it set me down this path of of trying to hold that vibration now i couldn't hold that vibration constantly you this is a world of uh, of interruptions of distractions of catalyst and so it's all it's impossible to hold that hold that in your heart constantly 24 7 and again this is what i'm talking about where you have dips in this altered state of consciousness where you begin to think that uh, something's wrong that uh, you're not living a spiritual life anymore that you've you faltered in your, your thing, but it's simply because you have returned to a normal state of consciousness that most people on the planet today uh, are living and, and, and think that this is a normal nor, normal sort of uh, way to, to live. It's, a, it's, it's sort of simply normal. It's, a, it's an unconscious way of living. So since then, I have uh, endeavored to, to try to become consciously aware of this love in the moment and seeking love every single day to trying to understand more and more of this it's like pulling a rope uh, towards you which uh, you know that there's a, a massive uh, presence type of thing at the end you know and you're you're constantly pulling on it and you never seem to get to the end and um, even though you you seem to get a little bit further along in your path 
And uh, the thing about it is, is that um, the strange thing is that I, these songs that I started singing, um, also Foreigner, I want to know what love, in, love is. Um, another fantastic song. And I always hated those songs. I always hated them. I thought they were icky. I thought they were soppy. I thought they were weak. I thought they were for overly emotional people. And now the tables have been turned on its head where I completely understand, perhaps even deeper, in many ways, um, than anyone who perhaps would have sung those songs before, simply thinking about a loved one um, or just uh, being in love. Uh, and so it's, it's just a beautiful, beautiful thing. You can reach those heights when you can feel that love just pour right through you, transform you um, and lift you to this state of consciousness where you recognise that everyone around you is just not operating at, at this state of consciousness and if, if, they, if you could only if you could only communicate that to them if they could only understand where you were coming from then they too would we, we would operate at this high, high frequency. But as much as you want to, as much as you want to help people, as much as you want them to see and feel the truth of reality, you simply can't because everybody's on their own spiritual path. Everybody has come into this life, into this incarnation with their own lessons to, to learn. And this is also to do with free will. Um, you can't impinge on people's free will. And because they, they are not ready for it. They're not ready for it. They have to come to you. They have to want to know about something like this they have to, to want to know more about this yeah you may drop seeds and uh, you can become a gardener you know you can even say to people what's your job role well i'm a gardener oh well yeah i, I plant seeds you have these cryptic clues like that and if they're interested in this then they'll come back and they'll ask you more about it i plant seeds of love whatever you want to say but you can't just spell this out because it's it's something that has to be experienced. It's not something that, uh, although I'm talking about it, really, I'm only talking about it. You need to experience this for yourself. You need to want to know. And I think if you, you consciously sat down this path of trying to seek love in a moment, trying to project love, trying to see everyone and, and feel love for everyone, then... And ask, most importantly, ask those in the higher dimensions, ask those that we have termed angels, ask your own guides, ask your own higher self to, to awaken you to the power of love. Um, you'll, you'll surely be granted it. Also, on top of that there, the changes that we see coming to planet Earth, these great shifts um, or the great shift, the great awakening, um, the, the great spiritual age that we're now 
Mandarin, the what some call 5D, uh, what the Confederation sources call the fourth density, is a density of love. Um, is about understanding love in deeper and deeper ways and leading a love-based life. And I guess for me is that uh, this is what truly resonates with me. I know a lot of people will talk about um, 5D and, you know, that's going to be great and, you know, this here and all the rest of it. But a lot of the people that I speak to, a lot of the spiritual people that I speak to who talk about this, talk about this as if it's for everyone, as if everyone's going to experience this here and we're going to get rid of all the evil, nasty people. They're all going to be hanged and, you know, court-martialed and crucified and that just does not resonate with me um, in a path of love. How can you talk about uh, a great new spiritual age that's going to come? A age in which, you know, uh, Nirvana pretty much is going to come to, to planet Earth without having doing the, the, the work on yourself, without having realize that even if there are negative people on the planet even if there are a cabal an illuminati a a deep state that you you cannot feel love in your heart for for these people that you cannot simply wish them well um, but thank them for their service, thank them for the opportunity that they have provided in order for you to awaken to this and say that uh, you're no longer needed now um, and you still feel that malice in your heart um, and, and realize that this state of being, this state of consciousness is not for everyone, confederation sources and by that I mean that uh, well, I'll talk about that more in future episodes, but um, I guess very briefly, teams of uh, bands of um, what we would call soul groups and bands of those uh, and groups of those in the, in the higher non-physical realms who work together um, to form a confederation in order to help planet cigars and planetary populations make the jump into the next stage of spiritual evolution much in the way uh, the United Nations or a, a, a non-warring non-warfaring body um, who have the best interests of, of people at heart and they work together um, so these confederation sources um, constantly and I've mentioned that uh, when it comes to this transition, that not everyone is going to make it. It's only going to be a small percentage of people, and it's, it's sad. It is really, really quite sad because, of course, if you're a compassionate, loving person who sees the goodness in everyone and recognizes that most people are just simply asleep, then why wouldn't you, you want everyone, or why wouldn't you want the, the majority of people? to share in this experience but uh, as they said they've, they've said that um, due to a number of factors that most people are still asleep most people are not leading a conscious thought based life and so therefore are, are simply caught up in the physical 
caught up in all things physical and give no half thought form to, to anything outside of that or have not um, made that conscious decision to live a life of, of service to others. Um, Ra calls this the, the sinkhole of indifference. Um, and what was meant by that there um, was that most people will, will carry out a positive action. They will uh, give someone a smile. They will have a pleasant word for another. They will hug someone. They will do a chore for someone. They will keep a lift open. They will keep a door open for someone. They will help someone cross the road. They will take in messages for someone. They will do someone else a kind turn. But yet in the same breath or in the same day or in the next day, they will curse someone up and down for cutting them off in traffic for um, perceived uh, rude gesture for um, perhaps uh, being bumped into for um, earning more money than them for whatever else so they for every positive action they take they offset it by a negative action so therefore they make no progress whatsoever and so simply fall further and further down into the sinkhole and again on top of that there people are indifferent people are completely indifferent to anything like this they're meh don't care not interested the football's on soap, soap operas are on um some other sport is on oh i uh, i want to sit on my phone social media all day and so uh, i guess without veering off topic when, when great truths are revealed in this world, um, trying to think of, of, of massive, uh, like um, perhaps when, when wars and famine are, have been going on, um, people are, are largely indifferent to it. Um, yes, there is a, a moral outcry, there's a public outcry, and uh, perhaps there are protests of hundreds of thousands of people, but really in, in some of the, the larger cities in, in the world, it only represents a small fraction of the population who um, feel emotional enough about these uh, negative events um, that they, they decide to take action about it. Um, most people just go, oh, that's a terrible thing, but there's nothing that I can do to change it. Or, um, what was the other thing I was going to say there? Uh, when, when the likes of um, perhaps a whistleblower comes out and reveals extreme corruption or extreme wrongdoing in the world, I'm thinking of Edward Snowden who courageously um, revealed to the world how the NSA was spying on everyone, collecting illegal phone records um, and was had to flee his home country, leave behind his girlfriend, leave behind his family and ended up in Russia, living in Russia. You know, people were just indifferent to this, revealing that um, he, obviously as I said, the, the five eyes, the five English speaking uh, countries of the world, the United States, Canada, United Kingdom, Australia, New, New Zealand, perhaps along with the help of Israel, had been um, collecting massive data and spying on, on foreign 
um, diplomats and politicians and the heads of state um, and obviously you know sharing information um, on, on their own countries um, or uh, their own countries populations with, with each other and yet people were, were indifferent to this. We think of all the political prisoners who have been locked up for for various reasons, for standing up for truth, for democracy, and for all of the, the, the things that their lives have been ruined, they've been jailed, they've been tortured, they've been beaten, and yet people remain indifferent to this. People would prefer to watch entertainment, to fill their day or make their, their day full of, uh, I don't want to say the word nonsense, but certainly to, um, the, 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 the banal things in life, the, the things that don't matter, social media, television, you know, whatever the case may be. Um, and so I think this is what also raw means this, by the sinkhole of indifference, is that people are indifferent to, to a lot of this stuff. They're not spiritually seeking. And so this is where I personally feel that a lot of the, the spiritual community um, who believe and think that uh, that this 5D reality, that this uh, new dimension for Earth is, is going to manifest in one heartbeat and that uh, you know there, there'll be automatic justice and things will be right and you know, wrongs will be righted and we're all going to get this is, is just for me is, is inaccurate um, and again once again it's quite sad but ultimately I think that um, real change happens in the world and again these are perhaps the same people who um, thought Trump Donald Trump the, the American president you know, was going to, to right wrongs, was going to fix the entire world, who was working with uh, Q to, to arrest all the members of the deep state and all these things would be revealed. And um, when that didn't transpire, um, you know, there's been various dates mentioned, always oh, coming back here, this is being happened and all the rest. And once again, it hasn't transpired and yet they're, they're, they're still talking about it. They're still talking about this now. That's not to say that I'm right about this and they are wrong. This could still happen. But the point I'm making is that people are looking for a saviour. People are looking for to put their power, to put their hope in one person. Like this one person is going to transform the world. Like he's the second coming of Buddha, of Muhammad, of Jesus Christ, of uh, Krishna all wrapped up in one um, and I what that does is it takes responsibility away from them it takes responsibility away from their own personal power um, that they feel that they don't have to do anything in the world that they uh, don't have to um, do any inner work on themselves but my opinion is, is that it's dangerous, it's very, very dangerous to put your faith um, and your power into um, a so-called prophet, a so-called saviour of humanity. I don't think that's going to happen. Real change comes from within. Um, the best that you can do is change yourself. 
Because when you change yourself, when you work on yourself, and you start becoming a best version of yourself and vibrate to the highest frequency that you can, then others notice that about you. Others wonder what it is that you have changed. They can't quite put their finger on it, but they sense it within you. They sense the, the light radiating from you and they want that too. They perhaps will ask you what you're doing and you can inspire other people then to change themselves. And so for me, that's how real change comes about and that comes through this concept, this grasp, this understanding that beyond any spiritual abilities you may have is this radiation and um, understanding and development of the concept of love. And so I hope in this very long podcast that I have given you enough um, food for thought and given you enough insight into how important this idea of what we call love is and how to bring this into your life and how to manifest into your life um, as in the law of attraction. For me, as I mentioned, this is the true law of attraction. It's not to try and manifest finite concepts like money, like uh, good looks, like a better physical body, like physical objects, like a house, a car, um, for humor or whatever the case may be. But it's this attraction of this power, this force of nature, this creative force that we call love, which is the building block of reality, is to manifest more of that into your life. And so I hope that uh, this podcast has made some sense. It has given you a grasp and it has resonated with you to perhaps try out this technique of um, seeking love in each and every moment, seeing all as equal, all as yourself, a reflection of yourself, and all as an equal part of the creator. And with that, I'm going to thank you once again, dear listener, for tuning in, for listening to my podcast. I hope that you will become a subscriber, that you will become a regular listener. Um, your thoughts on this here would be much appreciated. It lets me know that I'm not on my own in this. It lets me know that there are other people out there who are like me. And it gives me inspiration and it gives me more determination to continue on recording these podcasts. Um, and let me know that what I'm doing is 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 important to you and the listener because this is a symbolic relationship. I cannot do this without you and I hope that uh, you enjoy listening to, to me as much as I enjoy uh, hearing your feedback and letting me know that uh, there are others like me out there or certainly others who have been inspired by this. So this is your host, Ms. Enif for another episode of the Spirit Channel podcast. Signing out, much light, much love, and I'll see you next time.